Hey, you damn guys. Welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Aubrey Loveless. And I'm Danielle. And I'm Wes. Hey, Hi, Wes. Hey, Wes. Hey, guys. Hey, everybody. <laughs> thanks for coming on the show. Yes. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. We had a couple of episodes where we, it was just us for like a month, and then now every it's episode Wes. we have our friends back on. Yes. Yeah, thank you, Wes. Just a big logo that says, it's Wes. Yeah. And That's we, what have, we need we need one of those. And we have Wes on because we're starting to celebrate our winter holiday time. Winter holidays. Yes. Winter holidays. I wish it were damn cold around here. Yeah, it's still pretty warm. <laughs> yeah, it got cold for a little bit. But anyway. Anyway, anyway we're not here to talk about the no, weather. We're, we're not, not here to talk about the weather. <laughs> Thank you, Aubrey. We're here to talk about comics. And now Danielle's gonna tell you all about it. Oh. No, Wes is going to tell you all about oh. it. I'm going to tell you all about it. it. It's when you guys tell us we're going to read something, and then we tune in and we listen to you read that thing. Hopefully we read it as well. You guys have a little dialogue. We get to explore some <laughs> ideas and concepts and go have a little back and forth. And then what happens? We write to you guys or some, some sort of correspondence, whether it's posts or something like that. And we give you some feedback, and it gets added to the feedback, and it's also called the Hey Damn Guys. And then you guys read that feedback, there's some more dialogue that goes on with that, and that's friendship. Wow, yes. he was wow. ready. Good, he yeah. was ready. <laughs> that was awesome. You were ready for that. Yes, thank you so much. I have some shouts outs for this week. Shouts outs. Yes, I want to, well, actually, you had a shout out, Aubrey. I want to shout out Joshua Worley. Joshua Worley. Book club member. Mm-hmm. Uh, over on uh, Instagram, he shared his Spotify rap stories of his top podcasts, and we were number four. Aww, oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I was just like, oh. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally miss that. Thank you so much for sharing that, Joshua. Thanks for all your, for listening so much all yeah. this year. For being that's a book great. club member, that's you right. mean. All right, and now we're going to go on to our listener feedback. Listener feedback. feedback. Listener feedback. From the feedback. Yeah, the feedback. Get out, trades and floppies. Get out, hardback copies. Digital is fine. Read along in time. Get out, trades and All right. Regarding our Falcon Spear episode, we heard from Mark Tweedell. Mark Tweedell. Book club member. Yes. That's right. He said, uh, from what I'm hearing so far, it seems John and Danielle are going to be Falcon Spear and Van Sloan for Halloween next year. Okay. We should do that. Um, Nobody would know what it yeah, is, though. Um, we would just be period. Just be, yeah. Like, period yeah, vampire yeah. hunters. We would just be like, I don't know if I want to wear all that for no reason. Yeah. Is, people- you know what I mean? People would just think we're like being like who are did you make up your own characters? That's you know what I mean. He also said, "I just have to say, I love all the echoes in the story, like the ending echoing the opening." That's what you were talking about. That is great stuff. He said regarding Dolenton crumbling. Remember his little servant guy crumbles. Oh yeah. Uh, He said uh, my read on that moment was that was all that was keeping him alive at that point was his duty. Once his duty was finished, his spirit was released to death. Sure. Regarding Falcon Spear's choice to become a vampire, I don't think it was about Baron Fonten. Fonten brought Falcon Spear's attention to the problems, which was everyone protecting him. People that knew Fonten was evil and allowed him to continue. As a man, Falcon Spear could kill Fonten, and if he was lucky, maybe he could have gotten away with it, though I'm doubtful at that point. The locals have no political power, so they think Fonten is evil or not. It doesn't help Falcon Spear. All the people that have political influence, though, are not the same sort of people that enjoy the protections their status grants them and secures for them. 
and to strip Fonten of his protections would set a precedent that strips them too. If Falcon Spear had killed Fonten, he would have likely ended up a fugitive. As a vampire, Falcon Spear could not only kill Fonten, but he could go on a rampage and kill everyone that protected him. It was for this that Falcon Spear became a vampire, not for Fonten himself. Yeah. I like Mark's take on that because I, I didn't really think about it like that. Sure, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much, Mark. I think we'll hear from Mark again. Let me pass the iPad over. We also heard from Ross Radke. Ross Radke. Book club member. Yes. Mm. Listening to Roger Waters' Dark Side of the Moon redo, agree with Aubrey that the spoken word stuff doesn't work and overall it's weaker album than the original. On the question of why, I saw him perform in Portland in 2017 with low expectation was th- and was thoroughly impressed. His backing band was great, and he recontextualized classic Pink Floyd songs and imagery for the modern era. Another brick in the wall changed from a decrying British education to being an indictment of ignorant Trumpers. I guess I don't know why I feel like there's a distinction between doing a cool special occasion live thing and recording that and releasing that as a DVD or an album sure. and that being like a special project that you've done versus like, I'm going to go into the studio and do this. Right. I don't know why I yeah. feel like that's different. And one, I feel like, oh, that's great. I'm okay with that. Right. And one, I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I guess I, I don't know why I feel like that. I just do. Uh, he goes on to say, uh, the wall no longer metaphorical, but literal, but we don't need no education being used ironically. At least that's mm. what my read on it. Supported by the large pig blimp in a Trump wig flying around the arena. Wow. It's easy to dismiss an artist revisiting past work as a cash grab or selling out, but I think it's silly to criticize an artist for going back to the well and exploring past works to show how they evolved as an artist. Mr. Bungle recently re-recorded their high school demos, Taylor Swift re-recorded her album suit of rights issues. There's all sorts of reasons, and I don't think money making potential necessarily invalidates the artistry. I that, definitely don't think it was a cash grab. I just wondered why. That's all. And I yeah. think it's also valid to wonder why the fuck someone would do that. That being said, this particular incident is not terribly compelling. Uh. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, and I, I, I absolutely agree that there are lots and lots of reasons to re-record stuff. I think I, there are lots of our songs I would love to re-record because I just like, I feel like I'm stronger in the studio than I was 10 years ago or whatever. So according to this quick Google search. <laughs> and I also feel like it's different from all the other examples of other artists that he outlined. I feel like those are different things. And I feel like, yes, there are valid reasons to go back to a body of work there. So, and they should all be taken individually. Yeah. Okay. So according to this quick Google search, uh, Waters decision to revisit these <laughs> themes on the dark side of the moon redo indicates a desire to bring a contemporary perspective to these enduring concepts. Okay. Times have changed. Humanity has it. Blah, blah, blah. It, it did not. It was not contemporary. <laughs> yeah. And also, if you want to bring a contemporary point of view to these concepts, you write new songs about those concepts. Okay. So. Good discussion. Yeah. By the way, if you want to make money, that's great and fine and do it at, by making music. I mean, if you if, if you want to make money with your art and your music, go for it. Do it. I don't have anything against yeah. that. I think that's fine. I love it. Um, here, read the stuff from Drew Campbell. I love this because it's stuff that you don't, you weren't on the episode, Great. so it's funny. So we got a Hey Damn Guys from Drew Campbell. Drew Campbell. Book club members. Oh man, I loved Battle Beasts. I don't know if I have a clear favorite, but I always loved Cutthroat, Cuttlefish, and War Weasel. Yes. <laughs> Here's a website that shows them all. Yeah, uh, thank you, Drew. So I was talking about how much I okay. love Battle Beasts, and 
he sent me this website. One thing I didn't know is they were originally with the Transformers. Like, in Whoa. the original, like, they were part of the same well, universe. Aubrey's like, well, hang on there. I think you just unlocked a memory. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, why did they not do that? Why didn't they link it to Transformers when they brought it over? Anyway. Oh, I remember Battle Beast with the holograms and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. Did you have any of those? Yeah, I had a bunch of these. Who, who, who was your favorite one? Did you have a favorite one? Dude, I'm trying to remember these guys. <laughs> these were probably, so my my older brother, I think, is your age, John, and I. So I'm sure they were all his. But do you remember Cutthroat Cuttlefish or War Weasel? <laughs> do you remember those two? Would not. I remember the Aardvark. Okay. Yeah, what the was aardvark. that? Oh, Action the arm, aardvark. The armored armadillo. That one was sweet. Yes, the armadillo one was sweet. It had like a purple ass kicking armadillo, uh, like a purple armor. But the the cuttlefish one is pretty cool too. Okay, it's like a white squid. All right, with a spear. Well, he's a cuttlefish, presumably. Well, yeah, humongous hippo. That was definitely a, a favorite of mine. Oh, a hippo. Yeah, I remember that one too. Anyway, sorry. Keep going, Danielle. Hell face hippo or some shit. <laughs> All right. Another toy line I loved that was even more obscure was called the Infaceables. Am I saying that right? I guess. I don't remember this one. The Infaceables. They had faces made of some kind of soft, pliable material, and you pulled their waist down, creating a suction that pulls the face tightly against a rigid plastic piece behind it, yep. which would change the shape of the face. Wow. That makes me so upset. <laughs> Do you remember that one? So uncomfortable thing. I do remember these guys. I have I have no it memory like of that. Sounds like a nightmare. I I don't think I've ever heard of that before. Oh no, I don't like that. It's kind of. Did you dream this? Is this something you dream? <laughs> it's kind of silly, and the face shapes didn't really translate to anything very decipherable. But the idea was cool and horrific. <laughs> Un no. Unfortunately, the face material didn't last too long. Oh, no. Uh. Oh, no. And would get torn up and come off. So after a while, all the figures just weird shaped white plastic faces uh. with holes in them. Oh, Here's a video about them. I'm absolutely not watching that. Oh, I'll link it in the show notes. I'm not watching that. I'll link it in the show notes. And I'll also link the, our, the website about the Battle Beast. God. He says, Around two minutes, 40 seconds, there's a commercial that shows the faces changing. And six minute 50 seconds shows what they look like after the face tears off. Oh, wow. He continues. Speaking of 80s hologram toys, my favorites were a very short-lived line called Supernaturals. Yes, okay. I remember Supernaturals. Okay. Every figure had a full head and torso hologram that would change between two different images like a guy turning into a werewolf yes. or a pirate that turns into a decomposing corpse. Yes, I remember that one specifically, the pirate that turns into a skeleton. Did you have the werewolf? I don't think so. Well, how dare you? <laughs> he goes on to say, as far as I know, there were no media tie-ins other than mini comics that came with the toys. Yeah. But I really loved them, especially the bad guys, which I pretty much always gravitated towards in every toy line. Yeah, because they're the coolest yeah, and best. Yeah. Oh, they, were just, uh, they were just like hologram. Action figures, right? Yeah, okay. it was just a big hologram on the front, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I had it. It just ghost. looked like a flat. It was the. So, is it a card? No, it was an what action you... figure that had a flat front, and there would be a hologram, and the hologram would show like he was either a pirate or a skeleton. Yeah. So, was it a cutout, like a paper right? cutout? Right? No, it was a full sticker yeah. hologram. A f okay, so yeah, there's like a sticker. Yeah. What are these called again? What? So and there's supernatural. So it's like half of a toy? Like yes, a, so it's, it's like okay. half of a toy. <laughs> okay. 
So someone took a toy. And sliced and off the front of it. The front. And put a big sticker <laughs> yeah, on there. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. That's amazing. You have that in your head That's now. That's incredible. I, I, I thought at first, I was like, there's no way that what I'm picturing could possibly be what you're talking about. But it was. Yes. Let me see the picture of this. What the fuck? What the fuck is this that I'm looking at? Yeah. Oh, it was cool. God. I remember the go- I remember playing with the ghost. That's I mean, I guess so there was a bunch of different weird. ghosts. I love but the ghost you could take out, is. like you could take his cloak off the ghost. That's fucking weird just looking. Have the inside part. Okay, yeah. I kind of that's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of cool. That's fucking weird. All right. Anyway, Drew Campbell continues. I couldn't find many great images online that really show the change in holograms, but this blog post has some decent pictures and a commercial that shows it pretty clearly. Thank you, Drew Campbell. Awesome. Yes, I'll share all of that. Drew Campbell also had this to say. I love Ross's story about meeting John Zorn collaborators at the shows. I never expected to hear so much John Zorn love on this podcast, but I shouldn't be surprised knowing (laughs) Ross is a huge Mr. Bungle Mike Patton fan. We love Mike Patton. They were also my gateway to Zorn, and I have a pretty sizable collection of his music now, which is a tiny fraction of his enormous catalog, as Ross mentioned. And yeah, the range of styles and listenability is insane. Some of my favorites are his string quartets and his group Naked City, which is extreme jazz grind mania. His film music is really good and his countless experimental instrumental combos as well. A very difficult catalog to get into, to be sure, but one that rewards patience and perseverance. Yeah, Mike Patton rules. Nice. Because Ross was saying that he didn't know anyone that was really into John Zorn. So then John Zorn is awesome. Him and Drew went on to have like a 10 comment back and forth about different things. So John Zorn is is fantastic. Really cool. Absolutely. I'm glad we could bring people together. Yes. They find find each other. That's awesome. Awesome. friendship and weird music yeah thank you so much drew i loved all the comments yeah and thanks for saying all those links too we also heard from christopher egan christopher egan book club member you missed this episode danielle but oh, yeah. uh we were talking about evil dead okay. um, we were talking about all the evil oh, dead yeah. movies because there's the ones with bruce campbell and then there's the new ones that have been mm. coming out and i had just i had just watched them okay we and we we were all talking about it because we had watched all of them so anyway christopher egan had some evil dead thoughts all right he said, Evil Dead the Musical, I've seen it twice. The DVD is 2007 camcorder at the back of the theater. So awful. But I bought it unsure if I'd ever see it again. Originally saw it in February 2007 on Broadway and then in like 2014 at a famous theater in New Jersey. They have multiple touring troops. It combines the first two movies, trimming away any redundancies, and then has a bizarre showstopper ending about a head demon showing up to kill. But not before singing and dancing. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> what, have any of you guys seen that the DVD camcorder of the Evil Dead the musical? Uh, no, no. I think I even no, commented, I didn't even like, know that it was a musical. Yeah. I think I even commented on his because he showed a picture of all the Evil Dead movies. Oh yeah. And I was just like, I, I didn't know Evil Dead the musical existed. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. Hmm. But I love Evil Dead. Hmm. Oh, you do. Okay, so we have some more Evil Dead thoughts. He said. The original is my favorite, but I love them all. Two used to be my favorite for a lot of reasons you'd expect. I just love the nasty little budget OG. And I love the 2013 version. Chris said his rankings are Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2, 2013, Ash vs. Evil Dead, Evil Dead Rise, Army of Darkness. So he put Army of Darkness at the bottom. He said, I know a lot of people love Army of Darkness, a crazy amount. I definitely like it a lot, but it's at the bottom for me. I'm not a Three Stooges guy. Ha ha. 
I fucking love Army of Darkness so much. Yeah, I like I, Army that, of Darkness. That used to be like my go-to movie for years. I kind of feel like you can set Army of Darkness apart from the Evil Dead series. It's just like this. Yeah, it's in the same universe, and it's all but just, it's it's not a horror film. It's a comedy. Yeah, sure. it is. If I had to rank them, okay, I'm gonna go with two over one, and then the rest I'll kind of and then, but I'm putting Evil. I'm putting Army of Darkness off to the side. Okay, you know, um, it's separate. You think it's separate? Yeah. I and like then, two more than one. I like two more than one. It's just like that one scene where he's like just sitting in the cabin and like he's laughing and the stuff is laughing at him and they're all laughing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden like the other people show up and blast the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are your Evil Dead thoughts? I enjoyed watching it. I watched it many times with friends in high school and in college. Have you seen all of them? Have you seen the new ones too? I haven't seen all the new ones. I, I don't know. I watched... One of the remakes, I forget which one. Well, there was Evil Dead 2013, and then Evil Dead Rise came out this year. Yeah, that's the newest Yeah, I definitely did not see that. Yeah, I did not see that. I watched the show Ash vs. Evil Dead. I watched that. I watched the first few episodes. I really liked it, but I just couldn't keep up with it at the time. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Chris said, fun fact, the entire franchise is one universe. With Rise, they knew they wanted yet another redesigned book, so they decided that the three Necronomicons Ash sees in Army of Darkness are the three throughout the series. Book one is the trilogy, book two is 2013, and book three is Evil Dead Rise. Nice. (laughs) Thank you, Chris. Awesome. I love your Evil Dead thoughts. Let us know if you have any more. Oh, also, my first Evil Dead film was Army of Darkness. I didn't even know about Evil okay, Dead. Okay, yeah, me too. I think maybe that's why I like it so People much. People are like, oh, if you like that, you should check out Evil Dead. And it's totally different. <laughs> <laughs> it's got, it's wacky, though. When he when Bruce Campbell like loses at the end, he gets the yeah. some of that wackiness. Regarding our creator special with Ross and Hayden, we heard again from Mark Tweedell. Mark Tweedell book club member that's right he said i'm so glad you enjoyed over the garden wall yeah i had a feeling yeah. you'd want to watch it again yeah you gotta watch it more than once he said the vinyl soundtrack is insanely expensive now the soundtrack was recently released digitally so you should be able to buy a reasonably priced flack version he said maybe i've watched lord of the rings too many times impossible not enough i say but i recognized elijah wood as wart from the very first word he said yeah looking forward it's to so hearing- obvious Looking forward to hearing everyone's thoughts on Beatrice. She's voiced by Melanie Linsky, and she often brings an empathic mood to virtually every project she's in. She's an actor that listens well, and even though she's just a voice here, that quality is still in Over the Garden Wall. It makes me think she didn't record her lines in isolation, although he hasn't seen any of the behind-the-scenes materials. He doesn't know if that's true or not. I'd be interested to know, too, like if they record all together or, or what. I like Beatrice. I thought the character was really cool. Yeah, that was a yeah. lot of fun. So I think they sell they sell it as a vinyl record. That's or what he was saying. That's what he was saying, oh, but it was like saying. it's yeah, pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Christopher Lloyd Webber's in there. Tim Curry is on Annie Whispers. There's a lot of good voices in there. You go through the Oh movie, yeah. I think like we looked up a couple, you know, while we were watching it and uh yeah, it was really good. Yeah, what was your guys' favorite character? The little kid. Uh what was his name again? <laughs> um you're talking about Greg? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I loved him. He was just so awesome. Him and his frog. Oh, yeah. yeah I loved the frog, Mr. President. <laughs> yeah. I liked both of them. I guess, like. Yeah. Word is good for. Word is good, too. But oh, yeah. You, you I kinda, like But you kind of, yeah. you kind of hate, you kind of hate him, too, a little bit. You're kind of like, ah, you're so annoying sometimes. You know, I wouldn't I mean? say hate. I just say, like, just suck it up, dude. He's yeah. On a, he's just on re- a journey. Yeah. yeah. He's on a journey. Yeah. He's on a journey. He grows. 
but he, but, he, but he comes around character yeah. development so yeah, um so, so if you haven't seen it skip ahead i'll put it in the show notes um but there's a twist in the middle where they reveal because i thought it was like all in the past or it was like in some i don't know yeah, medieval yeah, time world. or something like that yeah. or i don't know Wait, what the pa- did, is, what do you think medieval times was yeah but i'm, I'm <laughs> like i was trying to think what you mean era? like a make-believe like fantasy yeah, like realm yeah, yeah, yeah or something yeah, I, well i didn't know what yeah. yeah i i didn't know like what art. was going on you know and then yeah. they reveal that it's just they pepper throughout so like it seems like at a very adventure time sort of universe like a made-up fairyland yeah. and then they pepper in these references to our life like george washington the president and you're like wait what and it's very jarring yeah it's very jarring and so there's little things like that throughout the show in each episode there's like one little thing that's like oh yeah and remember this modern right reference that everyone at home will know and you're like well like work is clearly from our time it's very and it's like okay well they're like what's and i was like that's annoying right but it's like no it's on purpose because he needs to wake up yeah and yeah. so that i feel is like the yeah they're in a dream world, like yeah. his brain telling him you need to snap out of this right. this is nothing yeah. get up like yeah. and i think that that was so well done yeah when the series yeah. was over i was like that's brilliant yeah that yeah. was genius yeah. yeah it was really fun Honestly, I didn't make I, I, it. It never clicked to me when they were saying stuff like George Washington that that was a words that weren't appropriate for the setting. Right. So I'm saying it was like, is this? I thought because I was like, oh, we're doing an Adventure Time. Yeah. No, because yeah. it's magic and demons and all yeah. this talking animals well, and whatever the fuck. Like, okay, this is a cartoon about a make believe fairyland. No, George Washington was the president apparently. So yeah. what's going on? <laughs> and so right. you know, even, almost every episode, I think I want to say right. had something I have to like go back that, and look at that. Where you're like, what? Wait, what happened? And I, well, I feel like that was the narrative being like, this kid needs to wake up. And then when we got yeah. that final episode, where it's like, oh, they're Halloween costumes. Oh, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. his brain yeah. is near death. Well, like, right. Yeah. Well, Pottsfield is, I think, de- is the afterlife or a place that is the afterlife right and and sure. then Enoch, oh the yeah Potter's like, hey, you, don't, you guys don't belong here you're, yeah. you're here a little bit earlier one of the ladies says it's like you're yeah. here early yeah. oh right wow yeah. are you sure you don't want to stay she's like encouraging you sure you guys don't want to stay yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like a near-death experience for this child which is dark and they're like man no we yeah. should go very dark. Wow. that's nuts but i love the bar the bar scene when they go to the pub yes yeah. yes <laughs> the highway man who sings his song it's so funny i love everyone's little individual song and they're like well, you have to have an identity you have to have one <laughs> yeah and it's like right. at that age that's how you feel you're like which one am i yeah, yeah. which very right. narrow thing am i and and it's like, well, you have to. You feel all this pressure. And really, in reality, when he sits down and he finally gets to talk to the person he's been wanting to talk to, it's very nuanced. And you can be all kinds of different things. Yeah. And it's, it's okay. Just relax. Yeah. I like that. I think, like, yeah. I, I just really liked uh, the Greg character because, like, when you first meet him, he's all like, maybe we should have had a trail. He's like, I'll skip a trail. And he starts throwing candy out. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. And then it's you so find out later where he got that candy from. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's the Halloween uh, candy. But then he's all stuff like, yeah. I just tripped over my candy trail. <laughs> <laughs> and he's wearing a teapot on his head. And they're like, why are you doing that? And then, yeah. we're in spoilers, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's all like, because, yeah. like, I'm an elephant. And I was just like, holy <laughs> shit, that so works. I know. It was <laughs> yeah. good. Good. It was good. I think it doesn't because he's just a weird little kid, and everyone's like, "Okay, whatever, I guess," <laughs> which I think adds kid. to the story. Uh, I, know, I mean, it's just like he, he's a kid I agree that it, in, with using his imagination. No, absolutely. I that. think that's very adorable and creative. I think that 
uh, everyone around him is just like, that's weird. I don't get it. Mm. And I thought that was really <laughs> on par, on brand for that character. I like that even in the real world, he just doesn't give a fuck. He's like, yeah. that's fine, actually. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I love that. And his brother is so uptight. Yeah. I think it, it helps yeah. us also be like, okay, this isn't really the real world. He's wearing a teapot on his head, and that seems to be normal. So right. this is clearly not in our world. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Greg's a good dude. Yeah, but I really liked it. And I liked that that was his costume, um, what he was wearing. Yeah. You know, that was his Halloween costume. I thought that that was really cool. Yeah. It's a gnome. I enjoyed the, um, obviously, all the allegory with the flame and the lantern and all of that. That was really good. Yeah, it was a trick. Mark also said, I've got a soft spot for Ash versus Evil Dead. I know there are some weak episodes, but not only does it have Ash, it also has Pablo and Kelly, and I love them just as much as Ash himself. Yeah, Pablo's funny. Okay. Awesome. We had some more Evil Dead thoughts. Very good. He also said, uh, Aubrey, regarding your Tales from Harrow County Volume 1. He said, Thank I think you, this. Mark. <laughs> yes. He said, I think this book is out of printing now, so I wanted to make sure you had a copy before the inevitable rare book price climb began. There's only one volume for now. There's only one story after this one, and the series is currently on hiatus. Harrow County is currently in development for a television series, and if that gets the green light, I reflect the comics will come back for several miniseries in a row instead of one at a time with long air in between. Both the second and third miniseries are left unresolved with unresolved cliffhangers, so when the fourth comes along, it'll probably be something big, and probably something too big to just be a four-issue miniseries. My hope is a run of 12 issues. Nice. Nice, yeah. Very cool. That's exciting. Thanks again, Mark. Thanks for all the feedback. <laughs> Regarding our outtakes episode, we heard from Drew Campbell again. Drew, Drew Campbell. Campbell. Oh, sorry. Hey, that's actually pretty appropriate because it's for the outtakes episode. Ah, there you go. <laughs> that was good. Book club member. Yes. He said, my best friend used to work at Blockbuster, so we also had lots of DVD screeners. Nice. And I worked as a projectionist in a movie theater back when movies were on film. We had to assemble the prints on Thursdays before they opened on Friday, and I could stay after closing and watch the new movies and get paid for it because I was verifying that the print was assembled correctly. You did that, right, Aubrey? Yes, I did. You yeah. should do that. That's yeah. awesome. And I could also bring friends to watch with me, and you used to do that, too, because I used to go up there. <laughs> it was pretty much the best job ever. That's great. Awesome. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. We, we'd always be watching movies after like after we closed. And yeah. I remember one time we found like a, um, a reel that had a bunch of like weird stuff spliced on it so he said let's watch it and it was just a bunch of like random shit like old commercials from like go to the lobby kind of shit parts of music videos that is so cool (laughs) wow some projectionists just put it together there years ago oh that's amazing wow i love that like a mixtape or something yeah Yeah. just like cool shit and it was like 10 minutes long i love that we got a voice message from robert newnham robert newnham book club member and voice actor hey you damn guys i have a further update on web of word in addition to completing it i've now done everything else as well including unlocking all the achievements danielle i am also a pc gamer and john i am also a completionist (laughs) good luck with your playthrough by the way hope i was able to help right i don't have a lot of time as usual i've left this till the last minute so This month, there's a Hellboy Humble Bundle, which I'll include a link to. I won't list everything that's in there. I'll leave that to John if he feels like it. But I will say that the Weird Tales omnibus is included, but it's the 2022 reprint from which one of the stories is missing. It's 
specifically the one written by the current Marvel editor-in-chief under a Japanese pseudonym. Slightly annoying yeah. to have all but one of them there, but understandable. Mm. Today, I used my Audible free trial to grab the first Hellboy audio drama, and Comixology are having a Dark Horse sale until the 4th, so I'll be able to get up to date on last month's Hellboy Book Club episode. And then I'll actually be ahead of you slightly, at least until you read Assault on Castle Death. Now, again, I've included a lot of Hellboy talk in this one. I promise I'm not doing this on purpose, I've just had a lot of Hellboy-related news lately. <laughs> Here's something that isn't, though. I finally started watching Legion. I've been meaning to for ages. It's very show. weird, and I'm loving it so far. I finished season one last night. Today, I started season two. For you, I think it's on Hulu. In the UK, it's on Disney+, Plus because Hulu isn't a thing here. Right. Leonide the Vampire this week, isn't it? Have fun. Yeah, it's Robert. Yes, awesome. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much. I, I just want to say Legion is a fucking amazing I show. I love that show, too. Oh, it was my a God. Fun one. It was a weird one. Yeah. I liked that. So yeah. really good. Loved it. Yeah. Did you watch that, Wes? I haven't watched Legion, but now I will. It's, oh, good. it's, it's, it's good. I think it's worth checking out. Yeah. I've sure. wanted to. I think I've seen the first episode a couple times. Yeah. That's one where he's got yeah. like multiple personalities inside. Yep. Right. Right. Like right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we watched it um, during the pandemic because I'd seen the first season, but then like we didn't see season two or three. And so right. Kathy hadn't seen season one. So we just sat there and binged the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Good stuff. All right. Thanks again, Robert. Always great to hear from you. Oh, and yes, uh, that Hellboy Humble Bundle. Uh, it benefits charity and you can get a ton of Hellboy books for like $18. You can get like 24 trades or something crazy like that. So, wow. Oh, yeah, really? Um, yeah. And they're all PDFs, so you just download them and you can use a comic reader to read them. So anyway, thank you, Robert, for mentioning that. I'll link it in the show notes. All right. Thanks for all the feedback, guys. And now we can go on to our next segment. What do you see? What do you say? Yes. What do you what see? Do you... Then what are you saying? What do you? Okay, I have a couple things. All right. Um, so we watched Blue Beetle. How was it? That movie. Oh yeah. Who, who who did you watch that with? <laughs> well, it was on, and I think I fell asleep uh, part part of the way through it. I thought it was fine. Um, I I thought that it was fine. Um, it, no. It was very it was very like um, formulaic in terms of the hero stuff. I think we need to raise our bar on what's fine. Yeah, I, I guess like my whole thing of it is. You know, I'm not like super into my heritage, but I did grow up in a Hispanic as a horrible community. stereotype. Yeah, in a Hispanic I didn't community. Know that. And um, wow, it was just like it was just like they really cranked it up to eleven they on the it way uh, up on everything that you know. His whole family <laughs> is just like a oh. it was, it, it, a lot of that was it was I I laughed. I wasn't <laughs> insulted. I, I laugh. No, you sure. Know no, I you're mean? not offended. I'm let me. I, yeah, but I, I wasn't but trying I also, to imply that you were offended. But like, you know, if it's just a lot. It's just like I, okay. I, I, I guess we don't know yet if this is going to be part of the new universe or not or whatever. You know, and so if they do keep him, like I could see him being like on a team, and I would worry that every time he shows up, he would, yeah, he would go like. <clears throat> I don't know. He would do something. So, he would, I don't even want to say anything. Yeah, I know. I was about to say. What are you uh, going to say? Anyway, yeah, I could. I, I could just see that yeah. being a thing. And I, anyway, yeah. but but I was able to ignore that and have fun with it. And it was it was. Fine. I don't think you were. Uh, <laughs> it was so annoying. 
Uh, I like your description of the movie. It was fine. I fell asleep through part of it. <laughs> it was mostly annoying and bad. It was uh, fine. Did it's you, not fine. Did you check it out, Wes? Blue Beetle? I'm sort of in the same boat. I started it, but I did not finish it. Okay. Yeah. Um, which doesn't bode well for it, but I, I actually do want to finish it. Yeah, um, I thought it was. I mean, I might have. I don't have much interest in the character Blue Beetle, yeah. but I do like the actor who's playing Blue Beetle because he's in. He's one of the main stars in Cobra Kai. Oh, okay. Oh, I haven't seen that. Nice. Yeah. That's supposed to be good too. We also watched Amelie. I love that movie. Yeah. Oh my god, that movie's yeah. so good. It's a great movie. I hadn't seen that in a while. I like that a lot. Um, I don't even know what that movie is. Amelie. Oh. Okay. Oh wow. So this is a it's a French movie that came out in the nineties. Movie was excellent. Or no, it came out in two thousand one. The director is Jean Pierre Junet. I don't know if I'm saying that right. The reason that I know about it, I think, is because it was nominated for all these Academy Awards the year that it came out, two thousand one, and we got it at the video store. Yeah, mm-hmm. and everybody wanted this movie. You know what I mean? And so people were asking us about oh. it. And it was and it was a big deal when it when the uh, oh yeah it was, it was really popular so yeah i was definitely like i want to see what this is all about you know it's great i it, love it it's a great movie yeah. i hadn't seen it probably since it came out and so that was a good watch yeah i, I remember the poster yeah definitely they made uh, uh the director and uh, audrey tattoo made a uh, another film together called oh. like a very long engagement okay. oh okay uh, nice i think i saw that in the uh, in the theater it's nice and then uh, we also rewatched pacific rim Ah, which was I, really good. It's I need a, a fucking I need... fun movie. That was great. Yeah, and, I love that movie. And I was so uh, I was so proud of Danielle because she was like, "Oh, this is Guy Davis, right?" And I was like, "It is." I was. I like, did oh, say that. that. I you, did. It was like wow, you were very excited when I said that. And it's like uh, I was like, "Ha ha!" I got my hooks. He was in there so now. proud of me. Right. <laughs> He's like, "Wow, good job." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. I I think I did say that. I I did I did just watch that recently myself. That's a fun one. Yeah, I need to get your sequel back to you. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And of course, Idris Elba. He's so Love good in that movie. Amazing, yeah. incredible. He's canceling the apocalypse. He is, and he gets a nosebleed—the worst thing that can happen to a movie character. Either that or coughing in. The... Yeah, and there's and, a and little bit of blood. Oh the, no! The napkin. It's, oh, always, no. it's always a white handkerchief. Oh, yeah. Well, that's when they have t- tuberculosis, I think. But he had something else wrong with him. Yeah. yeah. But no, that's a yeah, it's fantastic fun. Or I was laughing because you were like. Um... How does he not know about the sword? Yeah. Their minds are linked. Their fucking minds are linked. They're but, he's, they, but he's surprised when she pulls out brains. the sword. They're in each other's brains. Why is he? She's like, no, yeah. we got one more trick up our sleeve. The sword. Yeah. And everyone in the audience is like, fuck, yeah. But he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. She's yeah. like, whoa, no, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you forgot about the sword. Why would he not know about that? Their yeah. fucking brains are linked. Uh, they would know yeah. everything. That's the whole point of it. I don't know. Sometimes there's things in my brain that I forgot that was in there. Yeah, but you would, if she knows it, you know it. I said, um, I said I she was purposefully was hiding it and from him. You can't. That's the whole point yeah. of it. That's the whole point of it. You're right. You can't. You're right, Danielle. Oh. <laughs> but I did like that. I did, I did like that moment, like for the audience. I know it's for the audience. Yeah, I know that. Like I, I'm good. not stupid. Like I get it. But it's just like her voice. Uh, was it is a Glados voice? Who's the actor that did that? Oh, I don't remember. The yeah, GLaDOS the voice GLaDOS actor voice lady. She's uh, Guillermo del Toro specifically was like, I want her for this movie. Right after playing Portal Two. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, she just goes sword, and it's just very the delivery on that was like sword. I don't know. I liked it. Ellen McLean. It was very satisfying when she was like, "Now we've got a big gigantic robot sword to do an Evangelion with." Yeah, that was great. Sword. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watch, when I was watching that movie, I was just like, 
uh, recently, I was just like, man, this is kind of the thing that I would have loved as a child. Yeah. But then there are certain things I'm like, well, that was kind of pointless. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. Of, yeah. A lot of that movie is very <laughs> fucking pointless. But then, like, and then all of a sudden, like, there's giant robots and monsters fighting. I'm yeah. like, what was I worried about again? No, yeah, the whole movie <laughs> yeah. is so stupid. That's why I love it. Yeah. I mean, but it, there's, I don't know what it is. Oh, there's some quality of, like, some movies are stupid as hell, and I love the shit out of them. And some movies are stupid as hell, and I just, I, I wish I didn't even know it yeah. existed. So I don't know. There's a, there's a thin line. Yeah, well, I mean, Guillermo del Toro was clearly having fun with He's it. He's amazing, yeah. And yeah. he's a great director. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Speaking of Pacific Rim, uh, a couple episodes back, Mark Tweedell mentioned Lady Knight the Brave on YouTube. She has a really cool video on Pacific Rim okay. that okay. I watched. And it's about both movies, actually. I'll link nice. it in the show notes if you want to check that out. But that's also why I wanted to watch it, because I just watched her video. Great. Charlie Day was amazing running around. He's boyfriends with that other scientist who's in a lot of stuff as well. She talks about that in that video. They're boyfriends. She talks about it that like in every interview, they say that. It's great. They they say that we love it. That they're boyfriends, the two characters, and people think that they're joking around, yeah. but like no, they're not. They're probably not. No. Ron no. Perlman, amazing. He looks like an anime character come to life. And I love Rinko Kikuchi. Kikuchi yes. I think is her name. Yeah. So I think she did a great job. That was good and fun. Okay, so uh, I, I, Kathy and I, we just watched a uh, show from South Korea called W. You've been watching a lot of shows from South Korea. Uh, well, Kathy watches a lot of them. Right on. Um, but so we watched this one. It's called W. It's also known as W, The Two Worlds. The story starts off like uh, there's a um, a character. Her dad is like creates the number one webtoon in South Korea. And it's like really popular and all that. Okay. And he disappears at no. the very beginning. And she went over to see what where he you know to help find him and she goes and looks at his drawing pat tablet and sees the last thing he drew and it's like his main character all bloodied on the oh. uh, on a roof and then all of a sudden a hand reaches out of the screen and grabs her down into it what and she like, gets sucked into the world like take on me style yes wow exactly like that oh uh there are certain scenes where i'm all like take yeah <laughs> exactly um <laughs> she's also a second year cardiac surgeon residency oh. so she just like goes into doctor mode and gets him all fixed so up she knows medicine yeah that's that's lucky something happens and she sees to be continued and then she's back in the real oh, world no. and then it's like she's jumping back and forth from the comic world and the uh, real oh, world that's cool it's fun and um come to find out like the like cool the, world the dad has been trying to kill the main character off for a while but every time he draws it it gets the character doesn't want to die so Whoa. he redoes it <laughs> Oh wow! And then there's also like an antagonist who's this villain, and okay. you, uh, in the first few episodes, he doesn't have a face in the comics. So whenever you see him, he's just like this digital screen oh, kind of thing, and then the voice is just like this disembodied voice with these giant lettering popping up. Weird. It That's is fun. so much fun. I like That's it. Fun. Nice. Yeah. So you can find it on uh, Vicky if you're interested. Okay, oh, nice. is that a that's a streaming? Yes, it's a Rakuten Vicky. It's the home of Asian entertainment, apparently. Right on. Can you spell and, spell Ricky? Vicky V I K I V I K I. Okay, nice. I think they even have like a free option. Neat. What about you, Wes? What are you seeing and what are you saying? That's fun, obviously. What about me? So I guess on the kaiju front, I just watched Godzilla King of the Monsters. I hadn't seen that yet, and I really enjoyed it. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, we just watched that too. That's a fun one. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, I, I thought it was really good. That's a fun one. I actually did also watch Godzilla because I watched the first Monarch episode. Nice, nice. We haven't oh, seen yeah. that yet, but we watched Kong Skull Island. Oh, we watched Kong Skull Island. That that's, yeah. a, that's a fun one. I like one. that. I saw that's that a, a really ago. fun one. Yeah, I like that, that one good. a lot. Yeah, yeah. but King of Monsters, what did you think of that one? I really liked it a lot. I really liked it a lot. What did you think of Mothra? I wasn't really into 
kaiju monsters until until this podcast i guess or maybe it was hellboy book club or when like we got him reading ross's stuff and hearing ross talk about yes, kaiju yeah. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen yeah, yeah. we got him well i couldn't wrap my head around that i couldn't wrap my head around giant monsters on our like planet. and now i like now i fantasize about it um, <laughs> godzilla's never looked better yeah. I feel than in these these newest movies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. And then on a Charlie Day scene, I also just watched Fool's Paradise, which I think a lot of the jokes were over my head. But I love Charlie Day, so I had a blast watching it. But I, I think because I don't that. know that world that well, it. I think some of the stuff's over my head. What is it? It's about an actor who's I don't want I don't know if I was, I won't spoil anything, but like an actor who's in I don't know. It's just like uh, it's about acting, like people mm. who act, and then there's a doppelganger who sort of replaces another actor and oh. charlie day is both those actors and he's oh wow i think he also is the director of the movie right i'm pretty sure he is and is, is this a movie or it's a show yeah it's a movie yeah oh, it's a nice. movie. it just came to uh hulu so i was like oh i'll check it out oh we got to check that um, out sounds awesome yeah it's funny it's 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 pretty funny <laughs> but i do think it's like for people who are into that like that world like actors and stuff like that that want to you know oh that's what you're talking about like some of the jokes going over your head of like it's very like inside baseball right right kind of i think so yeah okay right on and maybe i'm wrong but that's what i felt like there were some jokes that were happening that i was like man i I wish i was watching this with like a friend who knew this stuff yeah (laughs) nice well at least those jokes i don't know and then i'm i'm reading um i just caught up on um uh, something is killing the children, so I'm all caught up on that. I think they're on like, it's like volume. I forget what volume they are for the trades, but I'm fully yeah. caught up on that. I've and heard that, that was, that's a great series. Yeah, it gets wild. It's really fun. Um, and then I'm reading the Nice House on the Lake. Uh, it's a DC comic. Very cool. Which I'm like halfway through that, which is really like not what I expected to be. I didn't know what I was expecting, but it's awesome. It's really good. Awesome. Great recommendations. All right. And now we're going to go on to our book club episode for the week. And this week we're kicking off our winter holiday times. I wanted to put some episodes together for December. And this is one story that I've really been wanting to get to. And it hasn't been collected, but you can get it on Comixology. You can track down the single issues. This is Leonide the Vampire. It's a two-issue miniseries that was published in October and December 2022. The first issue is called Miracle at the Crow's Head. Story by Mike Mignola, art by Raquele Adano, colors by Dave Stewart, and letters by Clem Robbins. I love all these typefaces on here. Yeah. The logo is all so of, nice. Well, the logo is yeah. wonderful, yeah, but this, are awesome. the logo is wonderful, but the typeface below it also is yeah. very aesthetically mm-hmm. pleasing. Mm-hmm. The colors, amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was the first time for me seeing Adano's work. She's an Italian mm-hmm. artist known for her 2019 graphic novel series, Melvina, which was published as Mel the Chosen in North America. I want to check it out. I, I definitely want to check that out, too. She's also collaborated with Scotty Young on I Hate Fairyland, and she did a variant cover for Young Hellboy. I love her style. Her nice. um, line art is so fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Really expressive. I love her style. Yeah. Really ex- it's great. Yeah. yeah. I, I recommend you follow her on social media. She posts some really fun stuff, and it looks like she's working on a new comic. Awesome. So there you go. That's great. Good to hear. Yeah, so I love this cover. 
just introducing the character. I love the face. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Very expressive. I Leonid. Leonid. I, I looked up the pronunciation. Oh, Leonid. We've been saying it wrong. Yeah. Leonid. Okay. Thank um, you for looking that up. A little fisher, fisherman town in the background. Yeah. With, with the crooked I love all that. It's so good. And her little tiny coffin that she's carrying around. And then I also wanted to point out the Mignola variant. Oh, wow. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, I have both the covers. I got both the covers. But even the art, like the whimsical, like darkness, you know, of this, and even the illustrations sort yes, of remind yeah. me a little bit of our counters with evil, you know. So oh, like, a little oh, bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, just a gonna, little bit. I, I, I was gonna. I actually was gonna say something about that, Wes, because I feel like you've got Mike Mignola, you've got Warwick, uh, Warwick Johnson Cadwell, and then you have Aranjo. Like I feel like they're like three sides of a mm-hmm. you know i don't know yes. how to explain it no, you know I what i mean you. whatever you're trying to say i yeah, feel like, like i, I feel like the the styles uh-huh. are linked in mm-hmm. some way you I'm know nodding vigorously. The, the way that they just portray stuff her stuff though yeah, is so satisfying i don't know how else to say that when i'm looking at it it's just like mm, it's yeah. just the right <laughs> texture yeah, and taste. length and feel and i don't know like it's just ah so satisfying like yeah i, I don't know I, it's, yeah no, I agree. I want to know how, like, Mike Mignola finds the artists that he wants yeah. to work with. Like, does he just, like, watch and he follows for a little while? And he's like, mm, yep, got, I have an idea. It, w- what I've heard is that when he goes to cons, he looks at other artists. and okay. Or other artists bring them, bring his, their portfolios mm-hmm. to him. And, I, and I, I think I've heard of a couple different stories where it's like, yeah, I met Mignola at a con and then now and then he contacted me a couple months later and asked yeah, and if I like want to do this book. Do Amazing. Can you imagine? Yeah. Story. Or yeah. Or can you do a cover and stuff can like that? Can you so. fucking imagine? He, this was a home run. She's awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of her sketches, like the things that she does in her sketches and her sketchbooks or whatever, like you yes. see a lot like goals and like, I don't know what to call them. I guess beasts. What were the, the action figures that were beast human? humanoid beasts like the battle like she beasts. does a lot of that stuff yeah the battle beasts yeah that's fun she does a lot of that stuff you know what i mean like it's all i don't know it's a remind like reminds me of mike where it's like sort of quirky like a quirky darkness yeah looking at this opening page with the little town there like yeah there is so much of i see mignola in there but i also see warwick kind of like warwick johnson cadwell style but it's also like its own thing too yeah you know mm-hmm. it really fits into the kind of whole um aesthetic of this whole kind of thing you know yeah totally we open a long time ago in a village old and crumbling all but forgotten a dreary place battered by winds and waves all her people moved away or broken worn out and old yeah i want to go i want to move here yeah (laughs) or vacation one night upstairs at crow's head the innkeeper said to his wife so we see the innkeeper his his wife and another guy the innkeeper says, I long for death, for I no longer remember what it felt like to be young. Jeez. He wishes for one more yeah. hour of those greener days. The other guy, looking out the window, says he wanted to see the world, but never stray far from home. Even on a night such as this, he says, looking out the window at the sea, on a doomed ship, wrecked at sea. Um, Let's take a vacation here. They're all... They're, I know, hang out with this guy, wanna... the first thing he says to you is, I long for <laughs> death. <laughs> Well, it's funny is like they're all in the room together and none of them are making eye contact. They're not really engaging with each other. They're clearly off internalizing something. That's yeah. right. I mean, she's pouring tea for him. But other than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's about it. 
I, I think this is interesting because there's a couple things happening here. Again, this is the beauty of comics because there's so many things happening. Yeah, yeah. we're focusing beauty on the comics. we're focusing on the clock on the wall, and then when he says, "Even on a night such as this, on a doomed ship wrecked at sea, a doomed ship appears and wrecks itself at sea." You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which is, uh, yeah. I guess I'm going to answer my own question later. Okay. But like when I was thinking, like, would that have happened if he had not said that? Mm-hmm. And I think the answer yeah, is no. It wouldn't. Yeah. Have. Um, right, I agree with you. Right, because she's she says that later. Yeah. I mean, we can spoil it, right? Because apparently, like, yeah, we're ready. talking about it right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I won't talk about it. No, okay. do, no, that's what no, I'm saying. Is yes, so. yeah, talk about it, it. Yeah, but, I think she says that they asked for her to come. You know, yeah. they more or less asked for her to come. Like you exactly. Fucking asked for this. And uh, and the ship. There's going to be a great reveal with that. Also, I noticed. I right when they make their wishes, the clock strikes midnight. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to figure out like. Is Ooh. there is there a historical thing or is there like a myth about making a wish at midnight? And I couldn't really find anything, but Google's broken also. Like I used to be able to research stuff really well. I think yeah. I've ranted about yeah, this stuff before. Yeah. And, yeah, I, yeah, and, and, I, and I could find actual information and now it's just like really hard to try and find meaningful stuff. Like clocks? But, clocks that show 12 o'clock here you go yeah there you go so (laughs) mostly what i found about is like people making their birthday wish at midnight or new year's Mm. eve at midnight but it's Mm. like that's not what i'm talking about you know but anyway well if you feed a a mogwai after midnight he turns into (laughs) (laughs) john you're talking about time magic yeah okay yeah I got like you. what I what is that about there seems to be some significance with it happening at midnight is witching hour Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what I should have been looking Witching for. hour midnight or go. is it witching hour three? It's three. Yeah. But I'm saying there's something about time sometimes yeah. that he's yeah, talking sure. about. Of like yeah, 11, 11. If I notice it's 11, 11, I'll text John. Yeah. I'm literally 11, 11. Yeah. Why do I do that? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I like to. <laughs> it's it's mag- great. Because it's a magic. If you yeah. ever see that it's 1234, you know. Yeah. Which isn't as powerful as 11, 11, but it's still fun. <laughs> 11, yeah, 11 is very powerful. Yeah. Well, they really focus on it going gong, they like do. right, and then that—that's when everything goes down. Why would they yeah. put that in there? Why would they draw that unless it was significant? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they tick, 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 like we tick, tick. It's tick building to it. Yeah, yeah, builds to it. So time magic. The townspeople come to check out the wreckage, and they find a small white coffin. Leave it. I have a bad feeling someone I says. I love that it's white. Yeah. So I think that's great. It's small. It's obviously a child's It's a child's coffin, coffin. Right? It's a white yeah, it's coffin with gold detail, and it's child-sized. Incredible way to start the story. Oh, uh, yeah. Exactly. No. Well, it's, and I like it's that. It's big-ish now. It's bigger than it will be later. Yes. Right. And yeah. someone's like, I have a bad feeling. But they're like, ah, we must bring it inside. At least one poor soul will have a proper burial, one says. And then there's a word bubble. Speak to me of souls. I have none. I think that's really important. I want to come back around to that later. I have none. Okay. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the I love the crow's head with a little bone sticking out of its neck like it's a popsicle. Oh right the uh, <laughs> oh, no. the sign. Oh. I didn't talk about that. The crow's head sign is yeah that that is a good de- little detail there. We also get a good little detail of the coffin of the little design yeah. on there that says Leonie like a crest. Leonie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is a crest. There's a little crown or something. There's something yeah, very manual about that. Yeah. Sure. I want to say that that, I don't know if that's maybe like a... Um, There's some symbology there. Is it an homage, perhaps? I don't yeah. know. So, of course, when they open the coffin, they find this little girl, Leonide. They're all taken aback. Just a child. So beautiful, this one woman says, while weeping over the girl. And her tears seem to wake her. 
Leonid sits up. It's a miracle. Let's drink to it, this guy I would says. Get the fuck yeah. Out of there. But the pacing of this is yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. It is. And and I just like uh, the way that you described it, Danielle. It's like it's satisfying. The artwork it's so is so satisfying. satisfying. Yes. There's something and, that I don't know. Yeah. I wish I had better language to describe it. It's yeah. so satisfying. I think, I think naturally they would feel the same way as you, Danielle. I think that there's probably there's magic yes, going on here. Absolutely there's magic going yeah. on for sure. There's like yeah, a, a glamour or yes, something. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. When they open the coffin and they see her, they all have that reaction. They get a, yeah. But the colors are amazing, too, because it's kind of like a dreary town, and then there's this white coffin, and then she's got this red hair. Yeah. And yeah. It just really stands out from everything. Do you and feel purple, like the colors in the people kick it up a notch after that? Because I feel like they all have color now. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, you're no, totally right. They were totally and like I feel a, like a gray wash. Maybe, yeah. yeah, I feel like that's maybe you know signaling to us that that's what's happening is this is well yeah. then it also like talks yeah, about they, how like they drink to her being alive and yeah. uh but you know the innkeeper would have sworn that the, all the wine had run out years ago right uh -huh. you know, so, yeah. exactly yeah She's, yeah and yes wes i do like the purple stockings those yeah are great. yeah <laughs> sorry wes i didn't mean to that's a great little gloss detail. over that oh, that good. is great yeah but all these panels are great and i love her expression this guy addresses leonid Child, how is it? Hush, she interrupts. Do not question when a fair wind blows, only celebrates. Love that. I love her expression when she turns around and says that. Yeah. It's just yeah. really good. She kind of does another one of those on the on this page as well when everyone's dancing. Yeah. It's kind good. of a similar thing. I love how she's just in the middle there observing everything. There's something different about, well, yeah. she's so pale, right? But the color, her colors really stand out from everybody. And they did celebrate for a while, a little while. It was like the years melted away, and it was like some long-gone spring had come again. Everyone's partying, and this one guy is partying so hard that he goes out to ring the bell. Oh, He's just man. like, oh, I'm just going to start clanging on this thing in the middle of the night. <laughs> banished night, he says. Ring the old bell for new days to come. You're fucking banished. I love this because it's like uh, on this next page, we see the bell, and then I feel like the sound travels all over the city. It does. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, it travels all the way up because they're celebrating. Yeah, and the lights came on. Really and nice. She kind of reminds me of Pippi Longstocking. Do you guys remember that movie, Pippi Longstocking? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah similar totally. Similar kind of hairstyle, yeah. Well, even the stockings. Yeah, similar hairstyle. Oh, yeah. Stockings, and probably even her attitude. I don't know if that's a coincidence. Right. The bell is rung for joy, but for one, it was the tolling of doomsday. Oh, no. The crypt of Sandroni, a priest. He's like, ah, what fools these mortals be. Each man has his allotted time. Make your peace with that or invite damnation. The crypt opens and a hand emerges out of there. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Creepy. A creepy craggledy hand. Yeah. Over at the Crow's Head Inn, there's a boom in Latin. He says, God arises and his enemies will be scattered and those who hate him will fly from his face. As smoke falls, as wax flows from the face of fire, so sinners perish from the face of God. He's a gross skeleton guy. Yeah, she's mm -hmm. the exact opposite of her. Exactly. Right. I, I love the immediate reaction is just hang this fool. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Man, man, hang him. Hang him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hang this bozo. And they start dragging him out, and he's like, Fools, that you are so easily deceived when the devil wears a pleasing shape. Burn him. Yeah. Wasn't that old Sandroni, someone asked? 
truly, it is a night of wonders in other sense. It's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah, just like, yeah, Matt would like that. Yeah, I love it. That's a great, and her expression, too, because she's like, oh, that is, this is wonderful. Yeah. Like, we're going to yeah. see this later, but she, it's like she likes it when they're mad at her. Yeah. She likes having an yeah. enemy who's like, ah, I'm going to get you I or whatever, you know what I mean? It. I think that's great. That's really great. Yeah, I know. She's super wide-eyed. I love it. We also got a good picture there of the crow's head, the little sign mm-hmm. there. That's funny. Leonid stands in the doorway and says goodbye to Sandroni, and then turns and says goodbye to the people in the inn. For the hour grows late, and my time is nearly done. She goes to the white coffin, but it's much smaller now. It's little, super little. Mm-hmm. You can't fit in there. No What's way. What's going to happen? She's not fit in there. Yeah. When she opens, why is there an anchor tied to the post? Why is there an anchor tied to that post? Oh, that's interesting. Maybe it's just a bar decoration. Mm, why would they? I think it's a decoration. Well, I mean, it's a oh well, they're town. (laughs) They're on the coast, so maybe is it is it some sort of symbology? Yeah, I don't know. Could just be somebody got drunk and tied an anchor to the (laughs) post. Why would someone take the time to draw that? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I Googled it, and Google didn't help me out at all. Well, I like it. Are you Googling it also? Am I? It's how you can't Google anything. It's useless. Yeah. It's useless. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. I mean, you can't. It's just, you can't find any useful information anymore. Thanks a lot, fuckers. <laughs> so when Leonid opens the little coffin, there's a really great effect because, like, there's these three panels at the bottom yeah. of the page. And over the panels, this one lady, she's like, oh, I wish you would stay with us forever. And then she, like, in the middle panel, she starts losing color. And then in the third and she's panel, about to, and she's dropping her shot. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then in the third panel, she goes like she's all desiccated and a little fly, a little golden fly comes out of her mouth. I know. I love that little golden fly. I love yeah. those little golden flies. So I found one thing that said uh, an anchor symbolizes a gift, like you're giving a gift. Oh, okay. okay. So maybe that's applicable, but I don't know. I maybe don't know. it is. That might also she... be made up. Yeah. By AI. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's true. And then she catches the fly. Yeah, she's like, there you are. I like that. And the coffin shrinks even further. Well, some guy is like, my soul. Yeah. He's like, like, gasp, my soul. (laughs) So many pretty things. I love the little snap when she closes the little coffin. Like, I can hear that little sound that it makes. So that's a very satisfying panel for me. So she traps all their little souls in there. This reminded me of... You know, in the Hellboy universe, we often saw souls depicted as gold birds and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So that, I, I yeah. thought that, that was very cool. Yeah. The continuation of that. Outside, the villagers are ready to burn Sandroni at the stake. <laughs> I like when he looks down and he's like, monster. And he goes, quiet, you. <laughs> Blasphemer. That's fun. That's fun. Prepare to burn. I just like that, quiet, you. Yeah. I love that. It. It's so good. And he says, I deserve to burn for having failed you. Leonid approaches. Do not blame yourself, priest. There are none so blind as those who will not see. Uh, so I want to talk about this phrase. Google is broken, but I found a really good answer on Quora. I want to credit okay. Peter Lucas. He's an editor at ElizabethanDrama.org. He put, uh, the modern form of this expression has its origins as far back as 1531. In a translation of Book of Isaiah by George Joe, Are ye so blind that ye not see these things? From 1532, A New Pathway Unto Prayer by Thomas Bacon, We Be So Blind That We Will See Nothing. Then it appears again in 1546, John Haywood's Book of Proverbs, Who is so deaf or so blind as he that willfully will neither hear nor see. And then two years later, it's Anthony Ghibli 
An answer to devilish detection of Stephanie Gardnier. There is none so blind as they that will not see. Yeah, but uh, anyway, I just had to look that up. When she said it, I was like, what is that from? Okay. Is it, what is the significance of that? But I like the lighting on, on this page. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's really great. Sandroni asks Leonid what she's done. Only what is in my nature, and I only come when mm-hmm. I am called, and I never overstay my welcome. So, yeah, if they had not wished, would the ship have come, right? Well. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. She granted them another hour of youth, and now they can see the world. When the color comes back, they're, they're, I think they're younger, too, right? Uh, they like look in like the bar, they, when we see the... Yeah, they definitely look like they're color. getting younger. Oh, yeah, then, no, you are right. We didn't point that out, Wes, but yes, they do get younger. You're absolutely right. She says that she granted them another hour of youth, and now they can see the world. She granted them all an extra 100 years and wings. And so all the people, they become crows. And they don't seem happy about it. I might be happy about it. Yeah, I would be, <laughs> Maybe I would be like, this is this rocks, actually. This is great. There's only like four of them complaining. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> the, rest of them are yeah, the rest of them are like, I don't know what you're talking about. This the rest of them are like, we, like, we, yeah. we can fly. Yeah. We can yeah. fly these tools. I, like... I can fly the fuck out <laughs> yeah. of this town. <laughs> I know. I'm as smart as an eight-year-old. Great. I might stay in that town. I mean, who knows? What else is in that town? Let's find out. It's not that as much of a curse, right? If, uh, like, no, it's definitely a curse. But is also, it a curse? Like, if they're at the if they're at the end of their life, right, and then they get to be young again for an hour and party and drink wine, that would be there, a crow. And then they become crows and great. fly and see the world. It's I would pretty do that. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I agree. So much given for such a small price, Leonide daughter. The boat is a, a is Dracula. The, is the, the boat dad. is a big Dracula. What is that? Yeah, I love it. That's... So I don't know. Like some oh, shapeshifters has yeah. a lot of stuff, right? Like strong vampires can shapeshift into oh, yeah. whatever they want. But I didn't know they could. I didn't know they could shapeshift into like a thing. They could be a big boat. Yeah, like it's like um... a Dracula can be a big boat, John. Don't be so judgmental. <laughs> Leonide clearly has crazy magic. She's yeah. Got right. oh, yeah. Magic yeah. turning yeah, people yeah, yeah, into yeah. crows. That's and right. sucking their soul, fly souls out of their mouth. <laughs> like, not even trying. She didn't even like say any hoodoo. It just I happened. Like, Boom. I like sure. The big green yeah, smoke. you're right. The, the lines in the big green smoke are feel good. Yeah. yeah. To my brain. That is nice. You know? And yeah, um, like when we watched Bram Stoker's Dracula on our commentary, uh-huh. they use green smoke oh, yeah. also oh, for yeah. Dracula. Mm-hmm. So Do they ever? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready, Father Leonid says, and she is whisked away by the giant bat. And as she flies away, she tells the priest to forget her. He's better off moldering in his grave. But Sandroni says he's been robbed of his peace. So fly to the farthest corner of the earth and I will find you. Forget about me, dummy. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, who are those three people in the background? They're the, oh, they're the was, ones that got left behind. Yeah, there's there's some that got left behind. And, and we'll see them. Um, right, the that's next right. Issue. Yeah, because... Yeah, I wonder if they were the ones that were burning him and then realized that, oh. Oh, yeah, they were. Yeah, so they didn't get part of that. Uh, they didn't get caught up in all that. But when she says, I am ready, Father, I love that little pen when she's got like a little fang. Oh, that's like so good. Tube. Yeah, So good. I really love that. The candles are fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love, love, love these candles. Wait. Oh, Did you're she... already on the next oh, cover. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, on the cover of the next. Yeah, the next cover. No, it's a sweet cover. With her chair, because she's got the fang sticking out. I thought we were already talking about it. I'm sorry, because she oh, has yeah. the fang in this one as well. Yeah, she does have it on this one, and yeah, this is a great cover. Um, 
the stockings and then like the upholstery oh, the of lines. the the upholstery of the little couch and the footrest like match all of that really good the second issue is called a christmas for crows i like this so one issue came out on halloween times and the other one came out on winter times yeah and here's um check out the mignola cover Ooh. for that one i think i shall oh i love that yeah that's that's great all right going into this issue two cover very awesome so we open on this mountain range. I like this because we opened up on that sea town in the first one, and then now it's the mountain range. But they both have that same feel. Yeah. You know what Look I at mean? the clouds. I really like yeah, that. Totally. Yeah, the clouds are great. And it's the falling along great. the same. Yeah. Carriage is not drawn by anything because it's that man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it a phaeton? Aubrey, you know about dirigibles and blimps and stuff. Do you know about these guys? Not really. Okay. <laughs> I was hoping you would know about various vehicles. What, what do you know about it? I don't know. I know there's different types and they have different names, but I don't oh, know okay. which are which. I didn't look that up. Yeah. Maybe one of our listeners will tell us. Yeah. Maybe. There's a sweet crest on the carriage. Yeah. And I want to know more about the crest. I like when they oh. have little lanterns on the side. Yeah. I didn't even notice the little crest there. I love how there. like specific and luxurious it is. I love that Super detail. luxurious. Very nice. So like the next page, you see more of it. So it's got like a moon oh, and a sun and a wow. spear and a snake. Really cool. Yeah. It's really sweet. Yeah, the snake is good. I, Vittorio Sandroni, a humble priest, lived and died in a certain place, honor-bound to serve its people, and when evil threatened, I failed them. Thus I am bound even now to hound that devil, the author of their destruction. How dare he fail them by dying before <laughs> she even showed up. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it wrecks also. The horse-drawn carriage, there's a crack very similar to the one that we saw when the boat wrecked in the first issue. I like the similarities of all this. Yeah. The villagers find the wrecked carriage and they fall for the same thing as the last set of villagers, right? I have a bad feeling about this, one of them says. Oh, man. Hush, you women. <laughs> Whoever this may be, we cannot leave them lying in the road. There's a voice. See how these honest folk, by good intention, would bring about their own destruction. And someone's like, did you hear that? You are all of you deceived. What? Sandroni yells and lightning cracks. And they drop the coffin, revealing Leonid. So they must have wished for something, right? I imagine they were probably in the same boat. We just don't need that explanation in this issue. Oh, right. I didn't even think about that, Wes. Like, yeah, what brings the carriage? Because the carriage just comes along and we just see that, that it wrecks. That's interesting. I, ju I, I just realized why that sounded familiar to me. You are all of you deceived reminds me of but they were all of them deceived oh yeah was made i don't that has nothing to do with this but it just reminded me yeah of i like that i like to mention things that it reminds me of even if they're not connected in any way yes okay great but again i love the colors there when the lightning cracks yeah, down you stuff. know what i mean really oh good. yeah and when they reveal leonid yeah he's in the same colors yeah step away sandroni yells as you value your immortal soul step away and he's with the other villagers. Those are those three that were left behind. Yeah. Listen to him. The ones that were, the ones that were trying to burn him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now they're saying to listen to him. If only we had. The truth is that the devil sometimes assumes a pleasing shape. Leonid sits up. Oh, it's you again. Pleasing shape. It's the shape. second time he said that. <laughs> yeah. Chill out. She's like, well, at least thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's a funny line. Yeah, right? chill the fuck out. And he's like, in the name of the Father and the no, Son no, and the no, Holy no, Spirit. Up, and he's immediately up. doing that. Anyway, I like that this looks like... I thought that was funny. Yeah. I can see this moving. I can see this animated. Yeah. 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 I can see totally. the animation, and it's so good. Mm -hmm. 
So dynamic. Leonid's like, didn't I tell you to forget me and rot in your grave? And Sandroni's like, fuck you. Didn't I promise to follow you to the farthest corner of the earth? Look at her face. Really good. Yeah. You hear, father? It's uh, almost like she's like she's not she's, doing this. So it's like she's like she's gonna clap. But you know how you like you make yeah. a fist and you like yeah yeah. She's like stoked. Sort of she's stoked. I hear. That's the only time that we really see her angry like that, or we see most of the time her expressions very. I, I don't know. Yeah. Passive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I like. Uh, I, but, like game on. I like what I like what Wes was talking about when she's like, <laughs> yeah. she gets super psyched yeah. about this. She's like, oh, did you hear that? She can't wait to see this. He's like, I hear. I can hear that voice. Yeah. You know, someone doing that, some voice actor doing that. Yeah. The shape it's making is so. Yeah, I wonder if because he said even to the furthest corner of the earth, then they're like, all right, then we're allowed to take him to the furthest corner of earth. Let's That's do it. it. It's like, sort oh, of like right. Magic, yeah. Like magic. They can only do what they're, you know, what is wished upon them. That is a vampire thing, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Great job there. So the bat attacks Sandroni, but Sandroni calls on St. Michael the Archangel and lightning strikes the bat. So like that makes it's like he's got some powers too, right? Because he's like calling down the lightning in the in all these scenes. Yes. Yeah, everybody's got magic. And when the lightning strikes, it it injures the bat. So it flies off with Sandroni. But as it's flying away, I noticed that little detail. You can see its wings are all full of holes. Yeah. 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 But he's magic. The village, I like when they're like, well, that was a sight to behold. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, that was something. Yeah, like, what the, what the, what the heck? What the fuck just yeah. happened? Well, because they were going to, and they might have been under the glamour, too. We were talking about, like, yeah. maybe, you know, when they open the coffin, there's some sort of, like, you know. I just like that line because I feel like it fits in with so much of the rest of what we've read from yeah. this crew of, like, well, that's all for you. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or good like, luck with that. Good, well, yeah. Like, wow. I will look at the world differently for the rest of my okay, life. Okay, then. Yeah. I love this page of the bat flying with the priest. It's really good. Yeah. Um, we see it flying over some mountains and to a dilapidated tower. The bat drops the priest. go to a dilapidated tower. I know. It drops the priest into this little prison type area. And then we see that it's kind of like hanging on to the top too. Its wings are all full of holes. Yeah. I like the way the rooms are in here. Oh gosh, like the yeah. What is the uh, like the ceiling? Yeah, there you go. Buttresses, the ceiling architecture. I was gonna say. Yeah, it's beautiful. And the windows, mm-hmm. the windows look great. It's fantastic. Can we go to a dilapidated tower? Hey, let's do it. I'd love to. Leonides addresses Sandroni. Since he won't rest in his grave, she shut him away forever with all the other forgotten things in this prison. Mm. And he's like forgotten. No demon. Even here, the Lord is with me. And he approaches his little dollhouse when he says, forgotten, no demon. You can see the dollhouse there. And it looks like there's so much detail, even though it's so far and away. That, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah, just I feel nuts. like he must have like, zoomed in and put the detail in there. Like It's Gosh. intentionally detailed. Yeah. It's really cool. It's really striking. Like even all the way zoomed out. Or maybe out, even drew know? it real big and then shrunk it and put it yeah, there. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just yeah. have that effect. Yeah. To have that otherworldly weird effect. It's really cool. I love totally. that panel. So he approaches this little dollhouse. So I thought this was funny too, because in the Hellboy comics, there's like puppet shows and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, in here, it's there's like, like wooden dollhouses <laughs> that are like part of the story, or yeah. the, you know what I mean? The inhabitants of the I dollhouse play into the story. Anyway, when I was reading this uh, yesterday and I saw the dollhouse, it reminded me of the Stephen King book in uh, The Eyes of the Dragon. 
Mm. Uh, oh right. There's the the mom had like a doll a special dollhouse made, oh. and then the son took that into the prison with him because it had like a it was like a full working house only tiny. Yeah, <laughs> and so he used the loom. Spoiler to make a, to he make used, a rope. <laughs> he used the loom that was inside the dollhouse to try and escape. Okay. Um, it's just a very detailed yeah no that's yeah, yeah but i love that aubrey god i huh. love that book too man that's a great one we saw um recently we with kashi yeah Deathless, there was a big old puppet show that's what made me think of that oh, yeah because yeah. we just read that and yeah. then i was like now there's a dollhouse now there's a doll <laughs> talking dolls so we see leonid in, a, in another part of the house reading a book i love that panel it's just beautiful yeah, it's like great. the colors are great the whole look of this house like it's all dilapidated. So, like, is she making it like that? Yeah, her she made being it like that. there her magic. is like that's her why it all matches her, right? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. She's just kicking up. So there's bat wings wing, on this overstuffed back high chair. back leather chair. Yeah. 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 Like, why would there be bat wings on the chair? There exactly. wouldn't. It's great. Because she had it commissioned. She commissioned it. Yeah. I love that sofa. I want uh, that chair from my house. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sandroni with the dollhouse reveals a family with an empty crib. He says the Lord is with this family as they mourn their lost child. Just then, the giant bat, we cut back over to him. Leonid's father, he dies. He falls off the roof. It's kind of funny. I mean, it's sad, but it's funny because he's like, forgive me, daughter. And then he drops down and he instantly becomes a skeleton (laughs) as soon as he hits the ground. It's kind of like, it reminds me of like itchy and scratchy a little bit or something like that, the way that that looks. I'm surprised there's not a poof. Right, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's funnier that there's not. Yeah. Almost. I don't know how to describe that. I don't know why. It's just funny. But there's so much movement that it kind of is implied almost that that's what's going on. I don't know. It's good. It's kicking up all the dust and everything. But when he does fall off the roof, he reveals a hole in the roof, allowing a single shaft of moonlight. And the moonlight shines in and shows Sandroni the little baby, the wooden doll baby. It talks to Sandroni. Good Vittorio, replace me in my cradle. It is right and proper that I be with my family, especially this night. When all, right, all little things baby. are possible. When yeah. all things are possible. Yeah. yeah. And a magical little toy baby. I, well, I imagine the voice actor, it's just the deepest baritone. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a very, like, super serious, yeah. like, good Vittorio replace. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just right and proper. Like, it's just very. Yeah, yeah. That would be great. That would be great. Um, and we also get this great panel of Leonid opening the windows to see that it's snowing outside. Yeah, that's awesome. So there's these ghosts in the house, too. This line fucking sent me. I think the child's never seen snow before. Ghosts? I didn't know this was a haunted, haunted tower. tower. <laughs> so awesome. What? Yeah, that, really good. I don't, I don't know why, but that real... I was just like, are you fucking kidding? These are the parents in the... In the house, right? Yeah, the these are the in the dollhouse, house. right? These yeah. are the dollhouse yeah. people. But I wonder if she, maybe she hadn't seen snow before, right? You know what I mean? Like they are sure. seeing that's something. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah. yeah, but that is funny that it's that it's a haunted. But that's cute too that she's looking at snow with like you know wonder and awe, and that's nice. Well, and they say she says I didn't know this was a haunted tower, and they say only now to bring you the joy of the season. For it was on this night that yeah. our savior was born. Mm. So that made me think of um, the X-Files commentary that we just watched. Yeah. Because they do specifically on whatever Christmas. Literally Christmas Eve. To haunt people. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, yeah. and these ghosts are saying, well, it's Where only they... haunted today. Yeah. Because we're, we're, we're celebrating our savior. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I thought was interesting because we just watched that. And anyway, that's cool. Mm-hmm. 
all the candles go on in the room. I really like that too. They go on. Yeah, well, they all alight magically. Yeah, right when the ghosts. Yeah, they're lit. They all go on. <laughs> the candles turn on. I like her skeptical eyes. Curious. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's, really a great panel. that's a great panel. I love the birds. I can't oh, man, wait. The bird people. I'm so excited. Yeah. So like bird people. Wearing yeah. monocles and wearing uh, tuxedos and smoking great. jackets. They're looking mm-hmm. great. The ghosts say, another thing that they say is, this hour at least. Mm-hmm. Again, we were talking about like 12 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. And then she says, there should be life and good company. And that's when all the birds She's show like, up, right? They're the, they're the good company. Yeah, right? they are. But Leonid's not too sure about it. She's not sure. She's happy when they get there. The crows are quite dapper. They are yeah. quite dapper. They the really crows are. The crows are quite dapper. This reminds oh me gosh. of... Um, the all the Mignola quarantine sketches. He drew oh, yeah. like oh, a, yeah. a rooster with a bow tie That's or something, true. or you know what I mean. Very like, handsome fellow. Yeah. So I wonder if mm-hmm. like there this was maybe some inspiration. Yeah, that, maybe. Or maybe sure. that was some inspiration maybe. on this. Yeah. She has sketches like this in her sketchbook. As oh yeah, like, That's she what we're talking about people wearing suits and yeah. like stuff like that. But she could have been inspired by. Mignola, I don't really know what Also making foxes in suits. Dancing. Yeah. Because he does that. They could just be kindred yeah. spirits who are both like, hey, you draw, I draw that. Oh, wow, look at that. You know. So that could, That's that could, what I want to believe. You know, sure. Yeah. Either way is fine, though, honestly. But it's funny, like, these are the cursed people, right? These are the cursed yes. people. Yeah, they say you cursed us. And they us. come back, and they're, like, wearing all their tuxedos, and their yeah. monocles, and their top hats, and their canes, Good and they're stuff. smoking a cigar. <laughs> so funny and leonine's like oh no doubt you've come to, for your revenge and she seems like she's like yeah yeah you know That's what i mean like, like yeah yeah that expression is like oh and no doubt you've come for your revenge and they're like no we've come to forgive you yeah yeah she is of some nature right of some nature of malevolence i guess maybe i don't, I don't know. know we saw that in the first one too where it was like it seems very passive though again yeah. it's very like yeah okay yeah you know <laughs> They say the Lord blesses one and all. Merry Christmas. So it made me think of a Christmas carol, right? Isn't that something that Tiny Tim says cute. or something like That's that? That's cute. Mm-hmm. Yep. You there, crow dressed up in his suit. <laughs> what day is this? <laughs> well, it's Christmas Day, sir. <laughs> Buy me the biggest turkey. I mean, not not a turkey, not turkey, uh, not a turkey. Give me, well, give me a hand. Some persimmons, <laughs> perhaps. No, it's got to be like, but yeah. No. Buy me the biggest sunflower. That yeah, yeah, yeah. A big old sunflower. <laughs> Give me a big old bucket of seeds. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> big stock of millet. <laughs> and then again, we get this visual of the clock, you know, as it's ticking down. There's a big bong as it strikes midnight. And that's how our gone. Oh, we're gone. <laughs> yeah. We are doomed again to wander. And so they all turn back into crows. And there's one that's like mid-transformation. So it still has a dress and Aww. big wings, but it's got the little crow body, which I thought was kind of cute. No rest, no peace. Farewell, Leonid. Farewell. Farewell, Leonid says. That was a strange thing. And now alone again? No. The priest is still there. Sure, I just want to point out that Armoire also has the bat wings on top of it. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. That's a great detail. I love that. She keeps expecting everyone to want revenge. And he's yeah. like, no, yeah. I have a gift for you because that's the custom of this night. Right. It's the little wooden cat from Aww. if you go back and you look, it's cut off. Yeah. The house. But it was yeah. in the house. Oh, that's sweet. The little cat uh, doll. And it meows at yeah. her. And I think it's implying that she was a little kid. Right. And this is sort of like her sort of story to help her yeah i guess right yeah let go of whatever she's holding on to like she wants vengeance so 
she wants people to have vengeance against her. You know, I'm sure there's sure. she's holding on to some darkness or something. Right. I like that. Um, her reaction to it when she takes it from she's like, this is truly strange. Like she's waiting for someone to have revenge on her, yeah. and instead, you know, yeah, it, yeah, kind these, yeah, kind of, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we won't do it. She says, and in keeping with tradition, I believe it is customary to exchange gifts. Take this and do with it whatever you wish. She's got a bunch of little coffins. She's got a bunch of those bunch little of white coffins. Yeah, I thought that that was interesting. That so. is interesting. That's like my mom. She stocks up <laughs> all these little gifts to give people just in uh, case they happen to stop by. Little, little coffins with souls in them? Yes, little yeah. coffins with souls in them. And uh, she's got quite a collection. They're They're beautiful. I really love his reaction, too. He's like, it is a fine gift. Thank you. And he kind of smiles yeah, for a skeleton. It's, a little, I mean, yeah, it's the yeah, first time that we smile. see him smile. Well, this <laughs> really townspeople, right? He's, he's doing the thing that he's supposed to be protecting. Yes. yes. Yeah. So that that's what I was thinking. The, the, she's giving him back the people from the issue one. Yes. Right? The crows. The crows, exactly. They get to be free. Um, the people from the crows head in. And when he says goodbye, there are these three panels. We see Leonid. Then we see her as a skeleton, and then she's gone. She's not there, yeah. I have yeah. no soul. Remember when she when they first found her? She's like, I have no soul. Yeah. So then she takes all these people's souls, but then when she gives it away, then she has no soul again. I think that by giving it to Sandroni, it's it's more than just a gift and freeing these people. She's also giving up her life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe. I don't know. Am I reading that right? Well, instead of no, you instead, could be. I, I think it's she's expecting yeah, all this vengeance, be. and instead of getting vengeance, she's she gets she receives forgiveness and gifts, right? And yeah. so, uh, of you know, like caring and compassion. So she's like, "All right, yeah, I don't need to be doing this." What do those three panels mean to you? That she turns into a skeleton and then she disappears. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I do think she's like sort of like the ghost from that come visit uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, you know, kind of thing. That, right. Like in this, maybe she's Ebenezer. Who knows? I don't know. It's very, it's like mixed up and all over the place. But she's also this force of like showing people like, hey, you wished for this. You know, you're going to get it. And it's yeah. not good. Right. You know, she's sort of that force of nature that does that. So, so she just disappears. It's like her job is done for now. Yeah. Maybe okay. come back later. I don't know. I well, like because it. like in the uh, in like the first issue, it talks. She talks about how like I only come when I'm called, and I only stay as long as I'm needed. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. so maybe that's all that this is. I I was reading yeah, more she's not into needed it. on Christmas. Yeah, I guess so. There's no vengeance I, on Christmas. I, I, I might have read more into that, but anyway, <laughs> some vengeance on Christmas as a, as a treat, <laughs> as a little treat. <laughs> yeah, and so he frees all those souls, all the little beasts. So that, does that mean that the crows are now freed? Yes, that's right. what that means. They gotta eat the they gotta eat the fly first. <laughs> they gotta catch the fly first. It make and they gotta catch the right one. Yeah. <laughs> Easily yeah. done. Crows are smart. They can do it. And so those Yeah, but few... these are people first. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and so those few souls stolen were set free again. What became of them? Who can say? The end. Epilogue. And then we get this epilogue. Mignola. Oh my oh, god! Epilogue. Yeah. Oof. So I didn't know anything about this. I did, I'm, had this been spoiled for you guys that there was going to be Mignola. No, pages? absolutely yeah. not. No, no I saw. No, I didn't find was... this until you know until we got to the end of the issue. Yeah. Same. Same. Yeah. So it's always a treat when you turn the page and you're like, <gasps> Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, as I if it heart. hasn't been great already. Yeah. Like already, ha- oh, the, yeah. the two issues have been spectacular. You, but know you know, when I you mean? get hit with this, it's like, Yeah. Oh. We get these three pages at the end by Mike Mignola and Dave Stewart. And I feel like it's immediately after the events, yes, right? Because correct. he's walking away from the tower and we see the little mm-hmm. golden flies and stuff like that. 
And so basically a voice is telling him that he's worked long and hard and he served all the days of his life and after and will be revered for it. You will be remembered. And we see one of those Mignola graveyards with all the toppled headstones. Yep. And a statue of Leonid. Awesome. I love that. It is so cool. Yeah. And it's so sweet. I don't it's know. There's something sweet. that's yeah. very like melancholy and sweet about it. I don't know. Yeah. So maybe she is done. Maybe she's done forever. Like his job is done. He saved her, I guess. Well, that's the thing, right? Because it says uh, now time to lay your burden down. And so he has all throughout the whole issue. I didn't mention this. He's got this giant crucifix that he's been carrying around. Yeah. You know, and so now he lays it down. There's a big boom as he does it. Well, it's not a crucifix. It's a cross. It's a cross, right? Yes, a giant cross. He lays it down on her grave. Yeah. And it's very beautiful. You know what I mean? The whole sequence. There's the flowers and everything. Yeah, flowers. I love this, too, because he's a skeleton. He is. But then he becomes more of a skeleton once he does that. Yeah, double Like, how do they do that? Like, with the colors and... The motion you see him crumbling. He was already a skeleton to begin with, but they like. Well, I'll tell you, John. Mike Mignola him, is actually a very good artist. They, they make him even he more dead. <laughs> I love that. So, he, no, so, yeah. so Sandroni does get to die. You know what I mean? He finally gets to die. But when he set his cross down, and it made that boom, boom. it. I feel like it did something. Well, right? it cracks the statue. Yes, and then yeah, a little bat, a little, a bat. little bat opens up out of it. Who's that? I don't know. Who is it? Is that Leonid? Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. Maybe. There she goes. Bye. It's Maybe so pretty it in the pink again. sunset. Maybe it's that. Beautiful. Yeah. Or sunrise. Is it a sunrise? Yeah, I think it's a sunrise. The pink sunrise with Leonid flying into it. The yeah. end. Oh, really cute. So, yeah. so, you know. It says the, the end. Question, and then there's a question mark, mark. There's a question yeah, mark yeah. on yeah. the grave. The question mark on the grave. Thank you for pointing that out. I love that, too. But I think just like Mignola does all the time, it's like everything is cyclical. So, like, is it the Mm -hmm. end? Does it start again? Is it just this this happened and he did what he needed to do? And then all of a sudden it it starts all over again with a new townsfolk that are like doing bad things. And all of a sudden Leonid is back and the father's back and the priest has got to. Well, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I had a lot of thoughts about this because I was thinking my interpretation on it was that she gave up her soul so that way Sandroni could fulfill his mission and also save all those people. And then he, by him laying his cross down, he gave her life again, too. You know what I mean? Like they're both giving to each other yes. in, okay. in more ways yeah. than just the gift. They're locked in this dynamic that yes. is surprising to both of them. And I love that right so much yeah but like we never saw this is called leonid the vampire but we never really saw her be a vampire wasn't she a vampire of souls well Well, she had that thing but now she's a bat (laughs) but now she's a bat so now is she like is she like what the dad was yeah she is is she like the? That's how you have to. You have to transform. A priest puts down his magical cross on your grave and yeah. explodes it, and then you turn <laughs> into a bat. Your statue turns into a bat. Yeah. So, like or it now, open and you come w- out of there. Would she like have? <laughs> would she have like an offspring, or would she have? Yeah, a, absolutely. A, a thing? I think it's and, like, and now she's the. I don't know the boat. Yes. She's the boat. She's the bat boat, and she adopts a dead child, undead child. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I, like I think it's like all. I don't know, the wheel of the year. It's like all seasonal again. Like, I think they did the thing. They did it for the year. It worked out this year. And then maybe next year it all starts over again. Right. Yeah. Right. I like that. 
Anyway, that's a, I don't know. That was that's my interpretation was a little bit different, but man, I just loved this so much, and I couldn't wait to talk about it for holiday times. I was like, oh, it's going to be the first one out of the gate, just because um, I really enjoy it. Yeah, and I, I wanted to make sure that we got to it before something happens and we can't record, or I don't know, you know, yeah, like, I know, like, I don't yeah. know or something. Anyway, I'm so glad that we got to it. What would you guys think of these two little issues? Oh, it was fun. I mean, I really liked it. Like, I like how. Yeah, you know, when you think you hear like vampire story, you think it's going to go one way, but then it goes in a completely opposite direction. Yeah, um, you know, so it was it was kind of neat and whimsical a little bit too. Yeah, I definitely agree. Well, I especially because when you handed me these to read, I was like, so how? Where's the rest of it? Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so, <laughs> so I think that's always a good sign when you're reading something. And it's like, well, where's the rest of it? Where is? where's more please right and yeah. i think that that's uh you know even if there's not ever any more these are great to to look at to read and they're beautiful and wonderful and even if this is all we ever get of it then that's great but if there ever is more i will be very excited for it yeah yeah um i don't know if you remember but i was like i want you to read these two comics and not for the podcast yeah because it was just like they i was had so just excited and happy and, that you said that to me i was, I was like, like give i was like just read these and give and, me and uh yeah i was like you were like we should do this on the podcast i was like, I, well, I did immediately I was like, say I'm, that too yeah i was like i'm gonna save it i'm gonna save I it you know, we are gonna do it but i'm gonna save it so anyway i'm glad we got to it no those are great um i love these issues i think they're great i agree with you daniel i think like I, it leaves me wanting more and i'm okay if it's just these two yeah and that I, i'm left with wanting more I, I don't know. It's just like it. I I like it when Mignola tells these stories that are like it's so. It's I don't know. I don't. I there's no explanation. Everybody has their theories about what what certain things mean and what it means to individuals who read it. And then the art was amazing. Uh, good. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, so one thing I did want to talk about: Arano does the October sketches, you know, and then she goes off and she sells them. You know, and which which is awesome. And so this last October, she did some sketches of Leonid, and you know, I was mentioning like we never see her really be a vampire. She did one sketch of her drinking a cup of blood. Yeah, and it was cool because all the rest of them that she did were black and white, but this one had some color in it. So, and, oh, so cool. And uh, I just sent it to you, Wes, on Instagram also. But I so I was able to get this one. I was able when she when oh, she sweet. put them on sale. You know, I was able to get it for a really good price, and I love it so much. It's such oh, a great dang, little sketch awesome. of Leonid drinking the cup of blood. It's really so, great. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, I'll share that on social media as well. Awesome. Well, I really love this series. I definitely recommend you follow Raquel Arano on social media. I'll link her in the show notes. All right. Let us know what you thought of these issues. And now, Aubrey's going to say all the things. No, I'm not. Russ is going to. Oh, no. No, I'm not. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, everybody. That was Leonid the Vampire. Man, that was such a fun story. I really enjoyed it. I want to hear what you said. Send us a hey damn guys at bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at bookclubmembercomics and on Twitter at bookclubmembers. And as always, you can find all of our research on our Podbean website, our Facebook about section, and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. As always, a special thank you to Paul from Gatahan for the listener feedback theme. Thank Thanks, you, Paul. Paul. Thank you, uh, Only Beast, for the theme theme. You're the main theme. And thank you, Ross and Matt, for the logos and the banners. And thank you, Wes, for and, coming on the show. Yeah. Yes, thank you, Wes, for joining us. 
Problem. You can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And when you're there, open it up and give us that five-star review. Every little bit helps. And if you're enjoying what you're hearing, tell a friend. Have everybody, everybody wants to be a book club member. Do it. Next week, we are reading Klaus, issues one through four by Grant Morrison and Dan Mara. So you guys know what to do. Pull out them trades, back issues, uh, digitals. John's got this really beautiful one he just showed me that it looks great. Uh, and join us. We'll talk about that next we week. Will. Yes. And join us next week at Book Club Member Comics. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm a boat and a bat. And I'm a crow with a dapper suit. <laughs> and I'm Arby Lovis saying, well, that was a sight to behold. Yeah. <laughs> it's, awesome. it's true. It's yes, true. it's true. <laughs>